Beloved author and Nobel laureate Toni Morrison has passed away, leaving behind a legacy of spiritual struggle and triumph. A new study says that millennials are the loneliest generation. And is there any research that actually links video games to violence? We'll take a look. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hi, everyone. I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up. But first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about today's stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Welcome back. Hey, good to be back, Jesse. All right, first up, there's some some sad news out of the literary world mm-hmm. about, you know, kind of famed author Toni Morrison. She she passed away this week. That's right. She passed away on Monday. Uh, truly one of the, the finest and most vital voices that we had in the literary world here in America. Uh, she was 88 years old when she died. She was really as legendary as they come. She won the Nobel Prize for Literature. She was the first African-American woman to do so. Uh, what, what was interesting, and I'm sure many people are familiar with things like Beloved on uh, the Bluest Eye, uh, something that you may not know is that her her birth name is Chloe Woford, uh, but she took the name St. Anthony of Padua's name for her baptism when she was 12, baptized into the Catholic Church. Uh, her last name, Morrison, she got from her ex-husband, who she divorced in 1974. It's interesting because, you know, along uh, with with Beloved, which is probably her her most well-known book, you know, mm-hmm. Song of Solomon, you know, one of her other works pulled heavily from a lot of religious themes. Yeah. You know, there are characters in, in, in the book that are named after, you know, the books of the Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even Beloved opened with a, with a piece of scripture, suffer the little children to come unto me. She would later tell Terry Gross in an NPR interview that she no longer followed a structured religion, to use her words, but said that she could be easily seduced to go back to church. Uh, in addition to Beloved, she was known for things like The Bluest Eye and Sula, all of which really plumbed the depths of the black experience in America via the written word. That was something she really took to be a, a very, very special, even sacred act. Uh, she has, of course, many, many quotes uh, when she died. Twitter and Facebook were briefly and really beautifully turned into just a, a timeline of, of really lovely words that she had. Among them, she said, we die, that may be the meaning of life but we do language that may be the measure of our lives so um, Mm -hmm. rest in power Toni Morrison yeah uh, we lost a a really great and important voice Mm -hmm. Um, Tyler I want to turn our attention to a new study that it says that uh, millennials are actually really lonely. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, it's an interesting study, and it's sort of a, a stereotype about millennials that in this case turns out to be fairly accurate, according to at least this one study. This came from YouGov, which studied over a 1,000 adults and found that almost one in five millennials say they have no friends. That's fewer 
fewer than Gen Xers, only about 16% of whom say they had no friends, and boomers, only 9% of whom said the same. Millennials were also more likely than older generations to say they had no acquaintances, no close friends, or no best friends. Yeah. Uh, to throw things basically into the sharpest possible focus, 30% of millennials say they always or often feel lonely. That's nine percentage points higher than the survey's average. Only 20% of Gen Xers and 15% of boomers say they were always or often lonely. So it's a pretty stark difference between uh, Jesse, your and mine generation and the generations above us. Yeah, th- that is interesting. Does anyone know the reason why? I, I think, it, you know, it's one thing to observe that this is the reality, but do- does anyone have a reason that they can point to? Well, according to the survey, the biggest reason that people have a hard time making friends is just that they're shy. 53% of responders said they felt too shy to make friends. And then in second place, 27% said they just didn't feel like they needed friends. Hmm. And then 26% said their hobbies didn't facilitate friendships. Uh, the su- write-up of the survey also pointed to a University of Pennsylvania study that found a link between social media use and loneliness. Uh, A psychologist involved in that report, Melissa G. Hunt, said, here's the bottom line. Using less social media than you normally would leads to a significant decreases in both depression and loneliness. Well, I guess, you know, part of the, 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 the good news here is that maybe if you decrease the, the use of social media, you know, you, you can become less lonely. But was there any other kind of silver lining in this study? Uh, well, the same survey showed that 70% of millennials say they do have at least one best friend and 49% say they have between one and four best friends. So mm-hmm. it's not all gloom and doom, although it still is less than the average of some of those older generations. Uh, and it suggests that we as humans are just finding it more difficult to make friends now than we have in the past, whether that's because millennials are just young still for the time being, or because there's something about the way we were raised in the digital or social media era that makes it harder for us to find friends is something that remains to be seen. Well, finally, you know, Tyler, yesterday on Daily, we looked at some of the uh, reactions of Christian leaders to these, you know, multiple mass shootings in America yeah. over the weekend that were just a, just a horrible tragedy. Um, but one of the refrains that we've seen is, particularly from some lawmakers that are linking video games to gun violence. Tell us about kind of where this conversation's at right now. Yeah, it's sort of interesting to see uh, the, the conversations that have come out now that we've had a few days to process the, the uh, events that happened in Dayton and El Paso. You, you always hear sort of this, uh, a lot of similar refrains after these shootings. And, and like you said, this time around, video games have been brought up as a possible cause of mass shootings or sort of a predictor of violence. Um, the, everyone from President Donald Trump, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, numerous cable news pundits offered up violent games as a possible contributor. Uh, and in fact, 61% of Americans believe that media violence like video games contributes a great deal to gun violence. But, you know, despite what Americans, you know, may believe, uh, a majority of Americans may believe, is there any actual proof that links playing violent video games to acting violently? Well, that's the problem. There's really not uh, because the U.S. are in the U.S. Our mass shooting crisis is a huge outlier, but the rate of violent video games is not. There was a chart put together by this gaming analytics company called Nuzu, and what they, they uh, found the 10 countries with the highest uh, per person estimate of video game revenue. For example, South Korea, which was the highest, spends about $150 per person on video games every year. Behind them 
is China, and then the U.S. is third. Uh, and then you have a pretty steep drop off after that to countries like the U.K. and Canada. So the U.S. doesn't even play the most video games uh, anywhere in the world. It's, it's about number three. But obviously, we have far and away the highest rates of violent gun deaths. Uh, there's about, for every 100,000 people in the U.S., there are 4.5 violent gun deaths every year. That is vastly higher than any of these other countries, none of which even reach one person per 100,000 people. So violent video games, uh, while there have been some studies that show a little bit of aggression that can be linked to playing too many games uh, until you could figure out why the U.S. has a dramatically higher rate of gun violence deaths than these other countries that play even more video games, you really don't have an answer to the question. And, and this is like something we discussed, you and I, uh, along with Cameron and Annie, on the on the on the main relevant podcast this week. Is like the danger here is you know bl- putting blame on video games. Is there's no evidence that actually links video right. games with gun violence. It deflects from actual solutions that yeah. you know, like you know background checks or restrictions on certain types of firearms well one area where the u.s is unique is just the sheer number of guns that we have there are 120 guns in the united states for every 100 people so more guns in the in this country than we have actual citizens so we're far and away the world leader in the number of firearms per capita our closest competition is yemen which only has 52.8 guns per 100 people so it seems sort of obvious that that has to be considered a contributing factor the fact that we have so many guns and we have so much gun violence but again that's a lot harder more more contentious more controversial to talk about than things like video games and violence and movies even though the link between that those latter issues just isn't there well tyler thanks man thanks jesse all right to read more about those stories and everything else we're covering today make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com also for the latest make sure to follow us on social you know where to find us twitter Facebook, Instagram, we're, we're in all those places. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the print magazine. Issue 100 is out now. We're really, really excited about it. And make sure to check out all of our other podcasts, including the brand new season of Unedited, uh, which, which is just rolling out now. So remember, we're here every weekday to bring you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.